When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Mitch makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary! On the final play of the half! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, that line falls on the right, babe. Ha! Not that Maggie. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, he's back, back in town. Look out, old Maggie is back. Yeah. Chris McMichael. Chris McMonagle here with you on the fan. I got you for three hours. You're not at work, so I got you till 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. 877-337-6666. Jack on the other side. And we're rolling with you on this Monday morning. How's everybody doing? How was the weekend? I haven't heard from you in a while. Or better yet, you haven't heard from me. Off a couple days, spent some time with the family. I'll tell you a couple things that happened. I had my first real moment of uh, nervousness. As a father, watching my son actually trying to accomplish something. We'll get into that. We'll have a little bump of baseball is back. You knew where I was starting. Am I starting with the Rangers unable to turn their winning streak into 11 games and break the franchise record? No, but we'll get there. We're not going to start with the football as the, the combine starts this week. We're going to start with baseball because I got to see Juan Soto hit for the New York Yankees. And I don't care about the uniform. I don't care if the pants are see-through. I don't care anything about that. Juan Soto was in a lineup for the New York Yankees. We got to see the Mets play baseball for a couple days. And we've seen baseball. It is back. And I'm pumped about it. And Juan Soto in this lineup. And let's start with the Yankees. We'll get to the Mets and the Sanga injury. We haven't gotten to that. Uh, I haven't been around. We'll get to that and what I think the, the Mets should do. You know what I think they should do. Same thing I think the Yankees should do. But neither of them are going to do it. But this Yankee team, you watch this team. A day. Two day, You know, just I'm telling you right now. If everyone's healthy, you got to feel good about this lineup. And just watching it, you can tell right away. Soto is going to bring such a presence. Obviously, hits the home run. Obviously, it's special. Fine. But beyond that, just watch him play. And, of course, you know, I said I tweeted this out watching the game. You know that on a one-year contract, and we're going to get to whether or not they can sign him. We're going to get to whether or not you know, everyone seems to think he's going to be a Met next year. We're still talking about that. Can we let the season play out before we decide where Juan Soto is going to be next year? But on a one-year deal. Right, As much as we fear injuries up and down this entire team, Stanton, obviously injury-prone, the starting rotation, forget about it. Everyone's a question mark outside of Cole. Worried about injuries here and there. Soto plays every single day, and you would think that that's someone you wouldn't be worried about with injuries. And yet, on a one-year deal, knowing he might not come back, knowing he could sign anywhere in the offseason, and knowing you traded away Michael King as well as a bunch of pitching depth that's going to hinder you this year because you know you're going to need seven, eight pitchers, nine pitchers to get through this season. You just know it. So the idea they traded away all that depth for one year of Juan Soto, the fear of injury is, it's overwhelming. 
Every time the guy steps to the plate, I'm going to be a little nervous because God forbid you trade for this guy and he gets hurt. I know that's pessimism, but it sinks into all of us. Don't say it doesn't. And the first hit bat, he has an awkward sing- swing and goes down to a knee, ends up being fine. But I'm telling you, that moment, it's just, it's going to live with us all year long. It's going to live with us all year long because this is the year. This is the year. And this is the lineup. And the depth and the balance of this team. Again, just watching it one day. Spring training. I get it. But you could see the him in front of Judge. And that's where I want to that's where I want to live. All right. I want to live Soto two, Judge three. Because Soto's best ability is to get on base. And you saw it walk in front of Judge, double. Leads to a, a ground ball for a run, sacrifice. Like that's they are that dynamic of Soto in front of Judge is deadly. And you've added obviously Verdugo, and you just feel you feel like the offense should be balanced. Gleyber Torres is back. You sh- you feel like the offense could be much better and will be much better with Juan Soto. And everything about this year, it's all in, it's all in. And that's why it's frustrating. But I want to tell you now, because I said I was off for a couple days. I'm on I'm on with BT on Wednesday, and I'm screaming, the Yankees are not getting Snell. The Yankees are not adding a starting pitcher. The Yankees are done. I don't care what Brian Cashman says. I don't care what Judge says. I don't care about pencils not being down. I don't care, Judge. I, don't, I would still expect moves. The Yankees are done. And then it's a flurry. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, everyone's we're, we're moments away. Snell is right. He's going to sign. But it's not going to happen. And you heard from Steinbrenner. And it's disappointing. Let me make this clear. I am frustrated with the New York Yankees when I look at this lineup and I get a feel for this team. And you look at, yes, we, saw, we got a glimpse, our first glimpse of Carlos Rodon on a mound. And he looked good. And he's throwing the ball well. And he looks in tremendous shape. And they talk about how he needs to work on being just a two-pitch pitcher. And he's going to work on a cutter. And he's going to work on this. And he's still throwing it. He's going to throw his curveball and change up more this year. And maybe he was showing, he was tipping his pitches or he was, you know, showing early what he was going to throw when you're a two-pitch pitcher. That's a problem. They have all the excuses for why last year was one of the more despicable and disastrous seasons. A, you know, a high-priced free agent coming to the New York Yankees. And that's a long list. One of the more disgusting seasons we've ever seen, from ineffectiveness to injury to not being able to deal with New York. I mean, you list the check, you you list the box of of ways it could a contract could fail coming to New York Yankees, and Carlos Rodon checked chuck, them off one by one. All right, and while I'm confident in the idea he can bounce back, and I am confident in the kind of pitcher he was the years before, and what he's been able to do and the strikeout rates and everything else and the ERA and the way he pitched the previous two years, and I'm confident in having some sort of resurgence in that. When you look at this rotation and you look at the the, the question marks and the injuries and the idea that the depth has kind of been – I mean, listen, there's some names they'll sell you on, and Will Warren and this one and that one. and You know, there's a bunch of guys coming up. Oh, Clark Schmidt should really make that next progression. The Yankees' rotation is in flux. There's no doubt about it. However you want to look at it, it could pan out and be great, or it could be a disaster. Both scenarios are equally plausible. You can't sell me on one and tell me the other one's extremely unlikely. They're both plausible. And that's not what you want on a one-year team in a window, which we talk about all the time, 
of Garrett Cole, the best pitcher in baseball, and Aaron Judge, the best hitter in baseball. And you've added Juan Soto, you've added Verdugo, you have Glaber Torres on a one-year deal, you have Holmes one more year, you have, you know, Canely one more year in the bullpen. Like, this is a one, this is a team for this season. And yet, and yet, as much as that's obvious, and as much as you need to win a championship with those two guys I just mentioned, you can't have an era of Yankee baseball. Think about this for a second. You cannot have a legitimately long era, years, right? Cole's been here since 2020. I know that's a shortened season, but 2020, you are going to be looking at a six, seven-year period of those two guys in the middle of the New York Yankees at their prime, at their peak. You cannot have a window like that with the best pitcher in baseball and the best hitter in baseball and not win a championship. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. So as you look at this rotation, you have got to go out there and make sure you bolster it, and the Yankees are falling short. And it hit me today. And I understand why. And if you listen to Hal Steinbrenner speak the other day, you get it. Like, I don't know, unless you're just completely just nuts. Like, to the New York Yankees and to Hal Steinbrenner, and he said it over and over and over and over again, he's $300 million into this team. That's all in. He's over the last rung of luxury tax. He's over the Steve Cohen luxury tax. What more could you want from him? That's how the Yankees feel. The Yankees feel how Steinbrenner feels. I'm sure Brian Cashman feels. That they are all in, despite the calls from dopes like me and fans like you and whoever else wants to call in and talk about they need to be all in, they're not all in. But they feel that $300 million is all in. And as they talk about it, well, listen, any free agency addition is going to be extremely costly. It's something I'm going to have to look at. And Yeah, they don't believe they need to pay someone double to add to this team that they feel good about. And I know now the Bellinger contract is suddenly going to thrust everyone into the more of a frenzy. Like, hey, Bellinger, one of Boris's guys, and he's having a great winter, isn't he? I mean, Scott Boris is just having a tremendous offseason. His entire market has collapsed on itself. Nobody wants to do business with him. He's got all these top free agents, and he's forced. I mean, there were talks about Bellinger getting $250 million at the start of this offseason. And he signs a three-year deal worth 80. He's going to get $30 million this year. And he's got opt-outs after every year. That is a miserable contract for a former MVP who had an incredible season last year, who everybody was talking about was the second best hitter on the market next to Otani. And he's going to get $250 million. And he's forced to do this. So, hey, hey, hey. Maybe Scott Boris is in the, the deal-making business now. Maybe Scott Boris is in this kind of, you know, Snell would be willing to take a deal like that. Wouldn't that fit what the Yankees are trying to do? And No, it wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. One, I don't think Snell would be willing to take that kind of contract. You know why? He's a pitcher. Anything can happen. And the difference between Bellinger and Snell, Bellinger is 28 years old he is 28 he might be willing to take that one-year deal and re-hit the market at 29 as a an athletic 
center fielder slash first baseman. You know, I mean, there is still if there if the market this year didn't work, he's probably willing, and obviously he is, and he wanted to get into camp, and he's going back to a place now he knows he was successful last year in Chicago at Wrigley, so he feels good about it. He'll hit the market again at 29. That's still a year at the at the at the minimum younger than almost 90% of free agents. If he has another good year, his market could blossom next year. And he's coming off one good year after four. Now, I know Snell didn't have a great... Snell's coming off a Cy Young year. And Snell is 31 years old. Snell is a pitcher in a world where every single pitcher gets hurt. I refuse to believe. I understand he wants to get into camp. I understand that, you know, you don't want to be this last man standing. The market's collapsed. No one's willing to deal with Boris. You know, other clients like Bellinger are taking these short-term deals with, you know, uh, you know, really disappointing returns to what they were promised at the beginning. I don't think Snell would turn around and take this kind of deal. I really don't. Not at 31. Not off a year that it's impossible to, re- to, to redo. Uh, a year that it's impossible to duplicate. And even if he was, the New York Yankees, and I don't know how many times it needs to be said, Hal Steinbrenner pretty much came on and told you he is not paying. If he gets $30 million this year, it's $63 million that he has to pay for Snell. He's not doing it. And furthermore, we can scream about all in. He traded for Juan Soto. He got Verdugo. He went out and got a very talented middle-of-the-rotation pitcher in Stroman to settle this rotation. And any questions you or I may have, that's all in for the New York Yankees. All in is not every single free agent. All in isn't the best player at every position. All in should be $300 million and over the final luxury tax threshold. And that's for the New York Yankees all in. So it's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for you. But it still can be good enough to win. And this Yankee team, as you look at it, and you see Soto standing up there and hitting opposite field dingers, in his first game in the New York Yankees, and you know the, the the stage is not too bright, the situation isn't too big, the pinstripes aren't too heavy. And him and Judge and the rest of this lineup, which without question has been the absolute death knell of this team. It's not been the pitching. The pitching stunk, stunk, stunk last year. We saw what Severino did. Obviously, Rodon, uh, the injury to Nestor. The rotation wasn't any good besides Cole. At the end of the year, you got, uh, you know, uh, Michael King transitioning and became an excellent starting pitcher, but he's gone. And it still wasn't the problem. The problem was this offense. And while it had a great first half of 2022, and while we have seen, you know, big time, uh, you know, regular seasons from this offense for the first time in a while, for the first time in years. It feels like there is another superstar, without question, paired with Judge in the middle of the lineup. There is balance all the way through. There is a good mix of youth and veterans with hopefully Wells emerging as the main starting catcher. You know what Volpe can be. Dominguez is on his way back. I mean, hell, Soto's probably younger than all of them. It's crazy how young he is. 
I love the feel of this offense. Just watching it for a day, I'd love getting a chance to see to see Judge follow a double off of a Soto walk. This team is going to be fun. This offense is going to be different. How will the starting pitching be? Because you're looking at it. Make no mistake. And did you like Spencer Jones' 470-foot home run the other day? I know we didn't get to see it live on TV, but the big prospect that they wouldn't trade for Burns, a big prospect that they that Chicago is insisting on being a part of a cease trade. That big-time prospect the Yankees don't want to pair with is a young six, seven-foot stud who in his first game in Yankee spring training hit the ball 470 feet. They're not trading him either. So you can cross off the trades off the list because right now it sounds like that's going to be included in any trade that the Yankees want to make. They're going to, the Chicago White Sox are going to insist. The Cleveland Guardians are going to insist. They are not trading Spencer Jones. Not with the prospect of possibly losing Juan Soto in the offseason, who everybody's already assured he will go to the Mets like it's a guarantee. So, as we start this baseball season, the Yankees lineup should be better. I wish the Yankees were more all-in, but they're all-in as far as they're concerned. The rotation's going to have to be good enough, and it can be. They are not getting Blake Snell. They are not trading for another starting pitcher. This team is whole heading into the season, maybe looking to upgrade at the trade deadline. But baseball's back. Juan Soto's a Yankee, and everybody else can stick it. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the Mets and the Sanga injury. You know what I think they should do. I'll give you a hint. He's a starting pitcher available in free agency, and his name isn't Blake Snell. That's what the Mets should do. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Rangers and the Knicks. We'll get to the football and the Giants and how they should draft a quarterback, something else you know how I feel strongly about. And we'll have some fun over the next two and a half hours. We're going to with you all the way to 5 o'clock in the warm-up show, 877-337-6666. That's the number to call, and I'll take your calls. 